0: overcoming anxiety and fear, educating the reluctant student, cultivating lasting relationships, and strengthening our faith. My hope is that the insights offered on the show will help us envision ourselves using our unique gifts and talents on greater levels for greater purposes. Hello everyone and welcome to Envision Together, going to our next level of best. I am so excited. This episode, I have a wonderful guest who is joining me, and his name is Branch Isolay. Did I get that right?
1: Isolay. That's right. Isolay.
0: <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> we were just talking Good about how we both Good have job. last names. That can be a challenge. Look at you. I like your attitude. You're already cheering me forward, too. And that's what my show is all that's about, we're trying to help. Other people go to their next level best as we are doing so ourselves. Go ahead and share with us whatever you want us to know, your biographical information, um, so that we can get to know you just a little bit.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm the author of 22 books. Mm. I write and speak about choice and consequence. And I write mostly fiction, but I write for the um, spiritual and Fallen away Christian Market, and then I also write for the Secular Market, where I'm writing fiction short stories about life lessons that all adults experience sometime in their life, either firsthand or through family members or at work, those kind of things, but scenarios and situations that they can identify with. and And so what the, an the focus though. is, well, you know, if you're at work, And let's say you're part of a team and there's always someone in the team who tries to, let's say, know it all or prove it all or lead the way sometimes (laughs) down the wrong path. But there's somebody who dominates, you know, depending on their personality, that can cause a lot of distractions with the group. And, And sometimes it actually harms progress that the group's trying to make. Same thing at home, you know, everyone uh, has situations where at some time or another, there's some friction between the partners or the parent and the child. This is just part of life. Life is about relationships and relationships happen at the spur of the moment sometimes, uh, good, bad, or ugly. And so the stories are about identifying with a character or the theme of the story, but all the stories have an underlying sort of lesson, either a moral or an ethical lesson, so that the reader can identify with the situation that the character in the story is involved with, but then relate that possibly to something in their own life and, and see, gee, I'm not the only one experiencing this. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just sort of looking in the not the right place to find it for me. So it's it's sort of this identity and reflection. You know, how can I use this information to be a better person, better family member, better team member at work.
0: I love that. We were talking just before we started today. You mentioned that you saw my novel on on Amazon. And I shared with you that part of what I want to do is, of course, tell a wonderful story that's engaging. It'll make you laugh and make you cry. But I certainly want it to be something that produces thoughtful reflection and Maybe someone will feel less alone in the world, or maybe they will find something that will help them heal in a certain area in their lives. So we share that in common in terms of uh, that type of writing.
1: Storytelling was the very first form of literature, right? People used to sit around the fire in caves way back when, and that's how they taught each other about life and the experiences that The individual had or the group had and what the consequence of those experiences and those choices were. And this is how learning originally started was through storytelling. And that's why it's so effective. There's something in a story that someone can identify with. And that's the whole point. You may not reach a lot of people, but if you reach that one person who recognizes and the light bulb goes on, then as a writer, we've done our job. Exactly.
0: And I love that you brought up the the storytelling tradition, the history behind it. and And literally, history has been recorded that way. History was passed down yep. through oral tradition first, and then cave yep. markings and all of that. But you know, you and I share another thing in common. Not only do we write books, author books, we share storytelling through podcasts.
1: I love podcasting because it allows us to reach across the world. But it's sort of the last bastion of free speech, non-commercial free speech and agenda free speech. And so that's why podcasting is so important, but so popular with people. There's a lot of people getting a lot of information off a podcast. So it's serving a great purpose.
0: It really is. And I love that. I was so excited to see people around the world tuning in to Envision together because I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought my audience would be in America. And then I'm like, oh, wow. Most of my listeners are in India or Africa. (laughs) And that's so exciting. But it's exciting on many levels, not just that people are listening to me, but they find benefit and value out of the content. And it's nothing better, like you were alluding to before, when someone gets in touch with you and they say something like, oh, that episode was just for me or that book. A friend of mine from high school, we hadn't been in touch since we were 17 years old. She saw I had a book come out. She bought it and read it. And she told me, I'm going to go find some young people to help. There is no better compliment Then someone being moved, either they found some kind of healing or help from it, or they want to go help others. That's just great. Yep, I agree. So during a recent conversation, you mentioned that we're equally spiritual and physical, but we have to intentionally pay attention to the spiritual side. So elaborate on that.
1: Sure. As a creation of God, Mm -hmm. because We know through scripture that God is spiritual and being his creation, we are also spiritual. If you have parents, then you are part from your mother and part from your father. So if God is spirit and he's our creator, then we have spirit within us that comes from him. So that's our spiritual side. But because we live and are born into a physical world and the emphasis of our physical world is on material things and the physicality of life, we easily accept and become comfortable with the physical. Mm-hmm. We're not so attuned often to the spiritual. So that's what I meant that we've got that spirit within us from birth as part of creation, mm-hmm. but because we're not actively engaging our spiritual understanding and our spiritual awareness all the time, it's easy for it to be put on the back burner. Right. And when that happens, we become sort of enamored with, ingratiated with, and often buried under the layers of our physical world. That's what we know. That's where our struggle is. And that's where the things that we're trying to attain in our life are focused on the, on the physical. The more we're focused on the physical, the easier it is to ignore or deny the spiritual.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, so we're born, obviously, with both spirit and the physical. But I guess living in this world and living in flesh, we kind of neglect the spirit or we're, our awareness. So it doesn't develop as much. And as we go through life and we develop spiritual awareness, we actually realize, well, I'll speak for myself. I have realized that it's actually my spiritual self that has more power to give direction to my physical world. I believe it comes from the inside out, but going through a process to discover that. And, you know, before discovering that, I feel like for me, I was like all over the place. As my spiritual self developed, it's almost like I had more control of me. I don't know if the right word is control, but I think maybe you can follow me. For lack of a better term, I'm going to say control. And so that's an important awakening to realize that the physical world is not happening to me. My spiritual self can change the manifestation of what I'm seeing in my physical world.
1: Think of it this way. The four cornerstones of who we are, each of us, is mind, body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And if one of those cornerstones is not strong, you know, it's not holding up its part, then it's going to shift. It's not going to be stable. And, And that's what happens when you have people who are unaware or not attuned to the fact that part of me is spirit. And it has a strength of its own. When I employ all four of my strong points of my Mm -hmm. four cornerstones, then I have a stability, which then brings a balance. And when I'm balanced, I can better see what's happening in my world and in my life. When I'm out of balance, when I'm askew or a kilter, I'm weak at some place. And anytime there's a weakness especially if it's in the spiritual, then the pressure and the stress that's on the other three becomes unmanageable. And that's what we see in our world today is people struggling under stress, under pressure, under conflict in their lives, in all areas of their lives. And it's because there's a part of them that not using that strength. And to use your spiritual strength, First, you have to be aware that it's there and then you have to know how to employ it. And and that's where the disconnect comes for a lot of people They go, "Okay, well, I believe in God and I know his spirit and, and therefore I've got his spirit in me. But what's next? How do I activate my spirit so that I can use use that spiritual strength as one of my four cornerstones? And and that's where I see a lot of people wandering and wondering, okay, well, I believe, but now what? Yeah. And, and that's sort of the, the key <laughs> to my work now is to help people understand how to get that spiritual grounding again. Yeah. And then once you've got that grounding, what you do with that spiritual strength, as you've described, once you're aware of it and you know you can use it, it allows you to look at things and attack things and take challenges of things in your life and know that I can overcome this because yes. I'm using all that I am.
0: Yes. I love the way you explain that. You said it so much better than I did and I don't mind saying that. And I love the way you explained it. I, um, I think you've made it so plain for my audience to understand what we're both talking about. And I just want to add to that when you're a Christian, when you're using or more aware of your spiritual self and you're developing that part of yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not going to experience problems and have feel down at times or whatever. You just have another resource there that's helping you navigate those experiences in a better way, I would say. I wanted to Just point that out because I think sometimes people think, "Oh, I should never have problems because I'm a Christian." Or, um, "No, you're going to have problems, but you're going to get them a lot better."
1: That's one of the things about for people who become new Christians or who've fallen away and come back to Christ is they think, "Okay, I get it now. I'm a believer. Everything's going to be great from here on out." And it's not for a couple of reasons. Number one. What you've done is you've chosen a new path to travel you know, mm-hmm. with the Lord as part of your life. We're still in the physical world. So all of the physical things and the emotions that are tied to our, the people in our lives, the events in our lives, those things are still the same. Mm-hmm. What having a spiritual grounding allows us to do is to approach them with a different understanding than we had before. When you have the spirit of Christ living within you, you have the spirit, his spirit, and God, the Father's spirit, and you have that spiritual strength. And what that strength does for you, real simply, is it allows you to recognize and see the truth. One of the things about this world is the prince of this world wants you to believe the lies. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that spiritual connection, it's easy to be deceived. Once you've got a spiritual connection, a spiritual grounding with Jesus, all of a sudden you see the truth for what it is. And once you recognize the truth in your life and in your world, you automatically recognize the fallacies and the lies and the fabrications. And that's the difference. You know, when you have people in your life or events where you have to respond You're able to respond coming from a place of truth. When you do that, you see all of the things that people are trying to do and what their agendas are and what they're trying to manipulate in order to get you to go along with them. That's what spiritual strength does. It gives you that awareness and then it allows you to say, no, I'm not interested. I'm not going there. You're not going to take me down that path. Those tests and temptations will still be there.
0: Right.
1: But you can make a more informed and a better choice for yourself because one of the things about God that's so great is no one in this world has your best interest at heart more than he does. And when you have his spirit and you have to make a choice or decision, his spirit will guide you if you will allow it to. And he will show you the consequences of going down the world's path. And they'll be easily recognizable because we've been down that path before, right? And we already know the consequences of our past choices. The difference when we have the Spirit of the Lord with us is now that recognition reminds me, you know, if I go to a party and I get inebriated or drunk, I have three choices, right? I can get help, get somebody to take me home, Get a taxi, get a designated driver, or I can drive. And if I drive, I risk some negative things happening. I can get stopped, get a DUI, right. you know, which is expensive and time consuming. I can get into an accident where someone is harmed or killed, me or somebody else, and all of the consequences of that choice. When I don't have that spiritual connection, I say, Well, I've driven before, you know, in this state of inebriation. So I I can do it again. In fact, I've done it lots of times. We've been lucky. The odds continue to be against us in that situation. When we've got the Spirit of God within us, He reminds us that three things can happen and two of them aren't good. So the best option, what's in my best interest, is to get a ride home.
0: Right. Thank you. We've already touched on the fact that we are both authors and podcast hosts. I want us to now, and we've talked about the importance of stories and storytelling. I'd like us to pause for a moment and just, you would share a poem or prose with us. Just a little short excerpt to give people a taste of the type of things you write about or the way in which you write it.
1: Sure, thanks. I don't get often asked to read anything on the air. Because of what we've been talking about, and I thought about this before, I've got a short little poem called Miracle, and here's how it goes. The miracle of life is this. Against all odds save one, in a redacted moment, betwixt frolic and fun, did the sparks of energy And matter combined, producing your chance to eternally exist. All of my work is intended to take the reader just a little bit further than the words do. Again, it's that self-reflection of what those words mean and what they mean to me as the reader. You know,
0: it's a beautiful poem. And you use some words that are not necessarily words we use today. And I want to ask you about your choice to do it that way. And then I want you to explain in, I'll say, layman's terms, what the poem means to you. I also understand that you have a background. You explore quite a variety of authors and poets, and I'm sure that may be influencing your style a bit. We
1: speak to all of these things? Wow. Well, one of the things about poetry, particularly, is people sort of shy away from it, right? It's Mm -hmm. something from way back when, and and Shakespeare and and all these guys that went before, and they spoke and wrote in flowery kind of language. Mm -hmm. Well, the fact is, everyone grows up reading short stories and fables from childhood that are written in rhyme. Mm -hmm. And that's because that cadence makes it very easy to learn and remember things. And and that's sort of the point of poetry in its classical sense was it used a lot of rhyming meter and a lot of cadence so that it sort of had a a music to the lyrics, right? Mm -hmm. If you listen to any kind of music, rap, country, rock, particularly classic rock, you find that it all uses rhyming cadence for most of it uses rhyming cadence, so it's a format that we're automatically familiar with from childhood. You hear it in all kinds of jingles on television and the internet. It's something that we're familiar with, but it's not something that people often grasp in this day and age. Now, right. what I have found is because of its short nature, it's really great for. Our kind of technology. I've got probably two dozen poems that are 140 characters or less, you know, so they could be on Twitter. All mm-hmm. of them are complete stories with the beginning, a middle and an end. Mm-hmm. And they all have sort of a theme or a lesson of life within them. That's the joy of poetry is that you can do a lot with it and tell a great story in a very brief and concise presentation. There's just some words that are no longer used or in fashion that fit perfectly with some ideas and some presentations. So
0: like you're right. I, and I,
1: betwixt and frolic, right? <laughs> uh, betwixt simply means between one one moment and another, and in that sentence of frolic and fun, well, that pertains to sexual conception right so the miracle of life is the following against every odd that could possibly happen except one when your parents conceived you which was for them a moment of frolic and fun with that action you were created as a spark from what we talked about before the spirit of God in the universe, and physical matter. So you came to be, and had you not come to be, you would not enjoy the opportunity to have a reconnection with God in this life so that you could be with him after this life. So that's the underlying meaning of the poem.
0: Beautifully done. And yes, uh, so much said. And just, what is that? not a stanza six lines wow one stanza very nice
1: okay. one stanza
0: i thank you for so much for sharing that on the air and i hope people who enjoyed that piece will look you up so that they can enjoy other pieces that you've written whether it's poetry or a short story or a larger work thanks so much again for sharing i really like My it It's uh, I like your style. I mean, I don't know specifically your influences, but I can tell just by reading that I can only imagine things that maybe you have read and that maybe influences your style a little bit. And then when I read about you a bit on your website, I saw some of those influences. (laughs) Do you want to speak to some poets of old or even current day that you're really drawn to?
1: Wow, I read so much. My favorite poet, contemporary poet, is is a lady named Anessa Blaine. Mm. And she is so unique. And she has not only a great style that's different from everyone else's, but she has a way of communicating through her words some very deep meaning and unexplained things. She, she just does a, a great job. Her name is Anessa Blaine, B-L-A-I-N-E. And she's probably my favorite contemporary poet. You know, uh, of course, I like some of the classic English poets. You have to love Shakespeare. Everything yes. he does is mm-hmm. so uniquely f- complete. I follow some poetry online sites and there's just so many people posting, it it's hard to pick any, but you'll you'll find there's a poet out there who will speak to you. And just like fiction authors, once they get a following, then people sort of know what to expect, but they also come back looking for that poet or what that offer gives them. You know, when you're a fan of an artist, whether it be music or writing or performance art, whatever it is, there's something that you're drawn to that you hope you'll continue to get from each of their works. I often have people tell me, oh, I love that poem. You know, it was just great. I, mm-hmm. I saw much so much in it. And I'll have other people who say, I read that poem and I really didn't like it very much, you know, or man, I hated that poem. <laughs> and in my books, I have lots of different varieties of poetry and short stories in there. Some are from male perspective. Some are from female. Some are from children's perspective. The character in the poem.
0: Have they ever shared with you why they may have disliked a certain poem?
1: Sure. You know, it touches something that they don't want to look at. I see. Most of the time. However, the great thing about that is I have found People will tell me, oh, I love that poem. Or somebody will say, oh, I hated that poem. But what they'll do then is they'll continue reading through the book, looking for another poem or another story that will give them that same feeling. Mm. And it's funny that the ones who dislike a story will continue to look for a story that another story that they don't like.
0: How oh, interesting. And
1: along the way... They're exposed to all of the stories in between. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of breaking down that wall to help them realize, you know, I love to look at the good things I like, but I also have to look at some of the things that make
0: me uncomfortable. Right. Okay. Very good. Thanks for expounding on those things. I was going to ask you about how you expound on the idea of choice and consequence in your teachings, but... I think you touched on that already. Am I correct?
1: Well, real simple. Every day we have choices in our lives. We have to make decisions. Some are small, some are you know, more impactful. But with every one of those decisions or every choice, there is a consequence. Mm-hmm. And it can be good. It can be not so good or it can be downright terrible. You know. And the point is to learn from our past consequences, right? So that in the future, we'll make better choices. And a lot of people go through their daily life not realizing if I do this, one or more of the things that can happen may not be, again, in my best interest. So that's what it's about is understanding that every choice has a consequence and every consequence is going to affect the rest of your life.
0: Your future choices, future
1: options. Exactly. So (laughs) it's important to be thinking, if I go ahead with this choice and it works out, that's great. But if it doesn't work out, what does that look like for me going forward? And hopefully, you know, with that planted, that seed planted, people start to look at their choices through another person or an event and realize I need to make the choice that's best for me, even if it may be what I really don't want to do. If I want something bad enough, a lot of times I'll go ahead and make a choice, knowing from my past experiences that it might not work out. And when we do that, there's no growth taking place. See, growth is when we approach a situation and we realize I've got a choice that could be good or bad. I need to make the the best choice possible and avoid repeating negative outcome choice. That's all.
0: I mean, we might say on some level, well, you know, that's pretty simple to understand, but it's not as easy to do. And you got to be really intentional. And that's how you can break a lot of, uh, say, If you have a lot of negative outcomes in your life, you have to slow down and say, okay, I got to break this cycle, whether it's a cycle of just you as an individual or a cycle in your family or your community is by looking at these things and reflecting on, on them in the way that you just shared that you can change it. That's the game changer. But a lot of people say, I already know this. I know that I'm not stupid, but I always like to say, you don't really know it. Unless you're putting it to action, the wisdom part of it, the application of what you know. So there's head knowledge and then there's that knowledge that gets you in action.
1: We all know people in our lives, in our family, at work, who continually sort of get themselves in the same scenario and the same outcome over and over and over. You go, what's going on here? You you just went through that you know, with this person. And now you're right back in the same situation with a new person. Why didn't you learn the lesson? And they've yeah. got all these reasons why it's going to be better this time. And yet, when we look around in our communities, we see so many people struggling mm-hmm. and in horrible situations. And like say, they don't think they can change, you know, they're comfortable with being uncomfortable. The worst part is, they'll make a choice that's not in their best interest and then not only do they get the ramifications of that then they go back and they beat themselves up about the choice Mm -hmm. and that's where the disconnect comes you're getting hammered from the outside and then you're hammering yourself from the inside and that's a horrible place to be in your life the more you get beat down the greater the obstacles and the worst choices people yeah. start to make.
0: The greater the odds that you yeah, break the cycle. Takes.
1: Exactly. That's what writers, you know, that's what we're trying to do is show people break the cycle. Yeah, it's going to be tough in the short term, but the benefits in the long term and the growth and the learning curve in the long term will help you have a better life, have have more pleasure and be more proud of yourself.
0: Right. Okay, that's great. So you say that you pay attention to issues and emotions experienced, but not explored. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, just like your book talks about, there are things that happen to all of us in our lives. They're not all the same thing, but we all come from dysfunctional backgrounds and situations where harm has been perpetrated, and harm has been dealt with. Abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, all of those kinds of things are endemic to us as people, that who we are as humans. And so we've all suffered trauma and drama and abuse in our lives. These are not things that we like to talk about. First of all, We're still dealing with them with like old baggage we're carrying. Um, There's shame. There's embarrassment. There's all of those emotions that Mm -hmm. are tied up in those. So these are events and people who have harmed us. And it's not something that we want to look at. It's certainly not something we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But in order to grow through the trauma and the drama, it has to be looked at and it has to be dealt with. I'm writing some stories that deal with issues that are very
0: difficult
1: to read about because it brings up firsthand knowledge or remembrance. And that's not the intent. The intent is to help someone understand that you're not the only person this has happened to. Yeah. There is help, there is a way out, and there is an answer. But in order for that to happen, I have to initiate the action. you know I have to be willing to deal with that, and so hopefully that's what some of the stories do is they bring that issue to light for that reader in a way that helps them step on a path that will mean some healing and some remorse and regret put aside That's all it's trying to help people grow through the tough things
0: right It's like courageous conversations. You know, somebody has to bring up those tough topics or talk about the elephant in the room. And people may actually get angry that you pointed out something that's hurtful to them. I always tell people, always look at the intention behind it. Did the person say it in a mean-spirited way? Then, yeah, that's a sign to not listen to that person. I don't know. I guess that's debatable. Yeah. You could still listen to someone who's, who's being kind of mean and extract the truth from what they might be saying. But when someone is putting it across in a spirit of concern or or help or even though it's tough to hear, we got to challenge ourselves to listen and have the conversation, whether it's, you know, it could be issues of race issues. Racism or it could be abuse. It could be something just painful for you to look at. It could be uh, maybe someone has an addiction of some sort. Just anything hard to look at. It doesn't mean we shouldn't look at it because that's where the healing and the understanding happens. It could be healing of the races. It could be healing of a wound from uh, abuse or something that's happened in your past or maybe those things didn't happen to you. Maybe you're not involved with any of those kinds of things, but you're in a society surrounded with people who have, so enlarging your uh, capacity to understand and maybe even have compassion or empathize.
1: All therapy starts with uh, you know identifying the issue. So okay. there's a difference between use and abuse. Mm-hmm. And if someone's attempting to help you understand better, that's one path if they're trying to abuse you by using you know that that situation or that emotion that's pretty self-evident too so
0: yeah very good i know that you've studied many different religions how do you sense make regarding the diversity of religions
1: wow well the diversity of religions simply comes down to fundamentally one thing do you believe in Jesus Christ as a son of God? Beyond that single point, every religion is fundamentally the same because every master of that religion had a connection with God and was enlightened by God to explain how we should behave with each other. Now, they also believe something higher than themselves or outside of themselves, but it's only with the coming of Christ onto the earth that those foundations had a split. All of the tenets of all religions are the same. Love God first and most and treat your neighbor as yourself. That's the tenet of every religion at its base core. But none of those other masters from any religion ever claimed to be the Son of God. Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. God proclaimed him to be his Son. And the people who lived and walked with Jesus Christ also proclaimed him and saw his works and mission to be evidence of his claim to be the Son of God. So that's the defining difference between every spiritual path or religion is they all want us to have a relationship outside of ourselves with something greater than ourselves god mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. gods and they all want us to get along with our fellow human beings by treating others the way we want to be treated that's fundamentally the same the difference between religions is jesus christ
0: Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. I'm just picking your brain with uh, different things that you've shared with me in a previous conversation or that I've gleaned from perusing your website sure. and your profile. What do you know that could be a bridge to help someone else get to their next level of best regarding the topics? It could be a topic or some of the topics or our overall discussion. What's a, a nugget that you would leave the guests with One final gem. If they forget everything we've talked about, you're saying, people, but hold on to this. (laughs) Do you hear my rooster? Oh, now I do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's, He's at the back door. It's time for his treat. My one nugget for people would be, be honest with yourself. If you can do that, you'll step on the path, you know, that will bring enlightenment to you whatever your situation in your life is, be honest with yourself. You know yourself and you know the truth of yourself. The hard part is admitting it and then embracing it. So be honest with yourself.
0: Be honest with yourself. Okay. I just want to go ahead and thank you for being a guest. And I would love for you to share with my audience how they can reach you, access your poetry, your books, contact you in however way they can out there. We'll also put this in the show notes, but go ahead and share verbally as well.
1: Sure. Thanks, Pamela. I really appreciate it. First of all, if they go to my website, just my name, branchisole.com, I've got a podcast link there. And in each of the sections in that link, There's a free PDF download where they can read a little more in depth about the things we've been talking about today. Mm -hmm. I also have a YouTube channel, just my name again, where I post lots of different articles and short stories and poetry. And if you can't find me there, just Google Branchy Soleil and it will bring up all the links to all of my work and all the things that have been written or said about me.
0: Wonderful. Well, I am so grateful. And I know I told you this before we started our recording today, but I don't mind saying it to the world. One thing that really impresses me about you is I had a few mix-ups with our scheduling, and you were the most patient, gracious, kind, and willing to uh, regroup and make it happen And I want to acknowledge you that for that, I really appreciate it. And I know you said, oh, it's no big deal. I understand, but not everyone is so gracious. So I wanted to point that out because I think in my saying so, it's one of the ways that people can know something more about you other than what we've shared so far. They know this experience that I've had with you that's positive and it'll help them maybe know a bit more about who you are (laughs) as a person.
1: So, thank you, Pamela. I appreciate that.
0: You're welcome. And I'm so honored and I appreciate you coming on my show and sharing. Uh, and you have shared wonderful things that I know that my audience will be able to glean from. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, everyone, that ends this episode of Envision Together, going to our next level best. Make sure you go to your next level. Keep reaching higher. And my prayer is that God will help us all get there together. Bye for now. Well, friends, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Envision Together Going to Our Next Level of Best podcast. I hope today's topic inspired you to envision a brighter future getting to your next level of best and to urge others to reach theirs as well. If you were encouraged by today's episode, Subscribe and share it with your family and friends. Also, please write a review. It will help me to reach a wider audience with a message of hope and inspiration. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and share your thoughts about today's episode. Until next time, envision the future you want to see.